Hello everyone, and welcome back to the start of something new, a GCOM podcast. I'm your host, Jake, and with me as always is my identical twin who also plays basketball. Kate, obviously. I mean, what else would we be? Honestly. We, that's and us. Identical twin basketball players. Truly. Um, but anyway, this is the podcast in which we review every single Disney Channel original movie in chronological order, all the way from Under Wraps to the... Well, actually, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but before we do that, Kate, how have you been since our last recording? You had a really fun, eventful thing happen to you. Yes. What fun, eventful thing did I have happen to me? Uh, you went to Fashion Week. Duh, sorry. I'm like, of course I, yes. I'm like, when was the last time we recorded? My goodness. Yes, thank you. I did go to Fashion Week. It was amazing. Sorry, my timeline is all messed up in my head. But yes, Fashion Week was incredible. I've loved starting to um, runway model more. Uh, it is so great. And I feel like it really fulfills that creative void kind of left behind by theater as uh some of you may know jake and i originally met in high uh doing high school theater so yeah i feel like it really fulfills that that performative aspect of my life and it's it's been really great the rejections are tough though i gotta say it's a very tough industry but the shows that i've done have been wonderful and it's it's been really amazing thank you for bringing that up I thought we covered that for some reason in the last episode, but you're right. It's no. Fun. You know, we ended up having to record the last episode early because you were going, and then and it would have been a recording week when you went, so you said, oh, yeah. no, we'll have to record early. Right. I do remember that now. Yeah, for some reason I thought we had to cover it, but you're totally right. Um, but, yes, that was really fantastic, amazing um, – I I'm so excited with it, and I hope to continue it in the future – uh, this time I got to be in three shows. Back in September, my first time doing Fashion Week, I was only in one. So, which that in itself was an incredible and amazing opportunity that I feel so lucky to have had. So, I hope to like continue building and growing. But how about you, Jake? How have things been with you? Uh, things have been pretty good. Um, I had my first major assignment for storyboarding. Um, I had to storyboard a whole scene from a live-action movie. But the kick was it had to be a live-action movie I'd never seen before, because otherwise, you know, I'd know how to set up the scene. So I ended up getting the first Lord of the Rings movie. Nice. <laughs> Which, yeah, I've never seen Lord of the Rings, because everyone else has. I've just absorbed knowledge of it by proxy. Right. So I did that. Um, I don't think storyboarding for live-action is my strong suit, but... What's super exciting is our next assignment is we get to storyboard from an animated TV show, and I'm doing um doing a scene from the DuckTales, the 2017 reboot. Ooh, that's awesome. Yeah, what's even cooler though is for our our we're gonna get a, we're gonna have a critique like we did with our first set, but for this critique, um, we're actually getting an alumni of my art school who actually currently works in the business. He's actually storyboarded for Disney and Netflix and all all the studios basically and it's super exciting. That's so exciting. I'm super excited for you. That's incredible. Um also side note, I took a very short-term college class on The Lord of the Rings and I actually the paper that I submitted for admission 
into my master's program was the final paper for that class on Lord of the Rings. So that's that's a fun fact. I have not seen all the movies, though. I have seen the first one. But, yeah, cool. The, I'm super excited for you with the storyboarding. That sounds wonderful. How's your semester been going in general? Um, Not bad, really. Um, I'm really excited for the storyboarding class, mostly out of all my classes this semester, just because it's something that once, now that I know how to do, I can actually, like, say I can do it on, like, a resume. Um, like, even the fact, even the, the method we're doing for this assignment for the last, uh, animated ones is literally how I would do it in the field, because there's these things called test packets, which um, TV shows will give people who are applying to be storyboard artists, and it basically has character references, environment references, like like your test script to screen uh, the board. It's like got this huge like packet of like here are the do's and don'ts to match the style of our show like do this when you're drawing characters don't do this you know they got to stay on model because you know the show has a recognizable style you know every storyboard artist has to kind of match it otherwise you know it, it the boards will look crazy when it comes to final animations right that's that's awesome i'm super super excited for you i had no idea that they did that but that makes total sense because you want it to be like cohesive uh so that's awesome i'm super excited for you and i hope that it continues to go well i'm sure we will check in more as the semester continues especially toward the end of the semester as we you know approach finals and what uh do you know what your finals is going to be for storyboarding um, yeah, my finals actually, I got a storyboard and original script I come up with. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's just, the challenging part's gonna be making the script, because then I also, because, like, that's more of a writing standpoint. Right. And that's much more your domain. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm, yeah, I haven't really done any formal script writing, although, um... I do have a friend, as we talked about before we started recording, who will hopefully get on the podcast at some point, ooh, mystery guest, um, who does a lot of that because she is a director. So, yeah, but I definitely get it when writing is, it's it's interesting. I'm sorry for the sirens outside my window right now, um, but when, when you're asked to do something that's not really necessarily, like, in your domain, it can be, it can feel like it throws you off a little, but it's just an extra challenge. Yeah, yeah, because like I'm not much of a script writer. Um, like I said, I'm the, I'm the person you give the script to, so then I can put visuals to it. I'm not usually the one who will sit down and write. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm very excited for that. And then after that, after the semester, I'll officially be in my senior year. Woo! That's so exciting. I'm so happy for you. Which just means I gotta spend the summer figuring out what I'm doing for my thesis. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, that's intimidating. I'm not gonna lie. I've been working on my master's thesis, and it is a thesis. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't have. I don't. I don't want to say I don't have a lot of positive things to say about thesis doing. It is a good productive thing that you should do that helps you to establish critical skills for whatever you go into. But that said, best of luck, you'll do amazing. Yes, I am 
excited. I just, like I said, I don't know what I'm doing for my thesis yet, but we will figure that out over the summer because at start of the year, I have to, I also have to get my thesis committee together and be like, here's what I'm doing. Right. Right. When, when would you, you'd be defending in like next, which I, I mean, I don't know. I know a defense you know, even in the arts, that would be even even more of a formality. But that would be like next about a year from now. Yeah, pretty much, because this would be yeah. rounding out the end of my final semester. So it'd be like, here it is. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, it feels so weird to know I'm gonna be like graduating in like a year from now. Isn't that weird? It's it feels weird. Like we're becoming. I can't believe you're going to be 24 in, like, a couple of months. And, like, we're, we're like, adults. I don't like it. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. Then we actually have to start looking for full-time jobs. Oh, no. Oh, scary. Scary. Oh, well. Um, but, yeah, that's how things are going with us. But now, before we get into our decom for this episode, Kate, um, we actually had some decom news while we were away. Yay, finally! Finally, uh, unfortunately, it's, it's it's not a Zombies 3 release date yet. Still nothing worked but we did an announcement of two new DCOMs, and the first one I think you and me both agree is a little interesting. So the first new, uh, this is from Deadline. Um, this is um, from February 7th of this year. And it says Disney orders under wraps sequel and the Naughty Nine original movies for Disney Plus Disney Channel. So yeah, the under wraps reboot remake that came out last October is officially getting a sequel. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, but I mean I hope they do a good job with it. I don't think I ever saw the new under wraps, so But we will eventually. Yeah, we will eventually. <laughs> Um, so let me read this. So, Under Wraps director Alex Zam returns to direct the upcoming sequel. Penned by Josh A. Kagan, the follow-up to the 2021 remake of the first Disney Channel original movie of the same name, Under Wraps 2 picks up as Amy is preparing for her father's spooktacular Halloween-themed wedding to his fiance Carl. <gasps> Gay wedding? In, a, in my Disney Channel? Yes. <laughs> And it's Halloween themed. That's amazing. You know, the gays love Halloween. <laughs> Honestly, I love that. But I, I, okay, so this plot sounds okay so far. Like, I'm down with the plot so far. But yeah, we'll see how it turns out. Um, yeah. And said, however, plans soon go awry when Amy, Gilbert, and Marshall discover that their mummy friend Harold and his beloved Rose may be in danger. Sobek, an evil mummy with a thousand-year-old grudge against his best friend turned bit of rival, effectively awakened and out for revenge. Withheld from his hypnotized lackey, Larry, Sobek kidnaps Rose, and Amy, Gilbert, Marshall, Fuzzy, and Harold must use their skills once again to save her and get back in time to attend the wedding. I think Fuzzy is, like, the replacement for Bruce from the original. Gotcha. So, interesting. So, it looks like, unlike the, well, I guess, unlike the original Harold and the girl mummy don't just, you know, go back to sleep at the end of this one, I guess, because they can wake up again. Now there's an evil mummy. <laughs> okay. 
you know, and the thing that gets me too is like, what kind of damage is gonna be done to them? They're already like dead, but they're not dead. They're undead. Is this gonna be like the Brendan Fraser movie, The Mummy? Because that movie's a little intense. It I also makes a great theme park ride. <laughs> As many times as I've been on the theme park ride, I've never actually seen the movie. Oh, I've seen it so many times. It's, like, one of those movies that, like, my dad will rewatch over and over. So I've seen it so many times. But, yeah, it's that... No, I was gonna say, I feel like that makes sense. I mean, the theme park ride's amazing, so, like, I... Yeah, it's probably a good film. Yeah, I it's interesting, but fun news. Um, Adam Wiley, who played Gilbert in the original movie, is gonna make a cameo in this one. Oh, sweet! Yeah, I know that. I was a little shocked that no one from the original made a cameo in the new one, unless I missed it. I don't know, but that's fun to know he'll be at least making an appearance in this one. That's awesome. Yeah, good to hear that they're at least trying to like incorporate the original cast and that nostalgia. Yes, but now, in addition to the new Halloween theme title, Disney Channel and Disney Plus. Okay, so when I read that, it looks like, and I think we talk about this because Christmas again, when it premiered, the day it premiered on Disney Channel, it was also ready to watch on Disney Plus. So yeah. I think that's what they're gonna do with these two now. I think that's the plan going forward. Honestly, like they're gonna release a decom, but like the same day it releases, it's, it can just be immediately watched on Disney Plus. Which makes sense, because I know a lot of people were wondering if Disney Plus was going to be, like, the, the end of decals. Yeah. It really will. I feel like they're just going to eventually transition to just Disney Plus, not really Disney Channel. Um, I feel like eventually they're going to, like, sacrifice Disney Channel and everything, but whatever. Actually, in some countries, Disney Channel's officially off the air. Really? Yeah, so they are just... They- shut it down yeah i think so so i think that'll be that's the plan is that um it's just going to become disney plus original movies now right which um it's sad it's the end of an era but definitely makes sense the way things are going yeah definitely but anyway so um disney plus and disney channel has put into development the holiday heist original movie the naughty nine so apparently, we're getting another new Christmas decom. Okay, all right. I'm down with that. All right, so the official log line is as follows. The Naughty Nine is a holiday heist movie. Think Ocean's Eleven at the North Pole. The, that follows fifth grader Andy, who's been a bit of a troublemaker this year. When Christmas morning rolls around and Andy, Andy gets stiffed by Santa, he realizes he's on the naughty list, feeling unfairly maligned, Andy pulls together a crack team of fellow naughty listers to execute an elaborate heist to get the presents he and the others feel they deserve. The determined ensemble includes Dulce, Andy's best friend and archery expert, North Pole conspiracy theorist Lewis, Daredevil, Wheel Woman, Hai Yoon, Animal Whisperer Rose, Master of the Skies, John Anthony, Adorable Charmer Albert and Andy's older sister Laurel, a talented gymnast seeking to regain her confidence. Wow. <laughs> that just sounds like a lot going on, but okay, cool. I... Uh, yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it co- turns out. So as of right now, there's no official uh, release dates for these films. 
I'm going to do in 2023 because if they are because if they haven't started filming yet, then obviously they're not coming out this year unless they do a really quick turnaround. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see. Maybe they just got announced late, but probably not. Probably not. But there you go. We now have two more decoms to look forward to after uh, Zombies 3. Yes, after that dry spell of decom news, it is back. Back in back in business. Uh, but anyway, now that we've gotten our our nice uh, delivery of decom news out of the way, Kate, are you ready to talk about double teamed? I am ready to talk about double teamed. Let's let's talk about this one. I mean, for sports decom, I actually really did enjoy it, but we'll get into it. Let's get into it. So, Kate, do you want some background on this movie? I would love some. Ba- do you have any history with this movie? We didn't do. We didn't go over that. Um, well, normally we do it later, but we can do it right now if you want. <laughs> Sorry, my brain is like short circuiting today. That's but fine. I, I'm just yes. Um, let's just start with uh, background first. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Okay. So, Double Teamed is a 2002 Disney Channel original movie based on the life stories of professional identical twin basketball players Heather and Heidi Burge. The film first premiered on January 18, 2002. That's right, everyone. Welcome to 2002. We've made it to another year. Woo! Finally out of 2001. Felt like it took forever, not gonna lie. Because I think it had a, a decom every month, so we literally had to get through 12 movies. Oh, that would be why. Is 2002 like that? I haven't even really looked. No, I think 2002 has, like, six, maybe? I don't know. Not as intense. Oh, yeah, 2001, there was a lot. Yeah, there's... Ah, it's kind of... It's, like, seven, but that's okay. Yeah. A lot more manageable, though. Um. Anyway, so, yeah, this movie first premiered on January 18, 2002. It was directed by Mr... Uh, Dwayne Dunham, who, Kate, we have been seen uh, many times now on this show, because he also directed Halloween Town, the 13th year, Ready to Run, and now Double Teamed. Wow, he's done a lot of them. I do li- I really do like, like, um, the 13th year, though. That's a pretty good film. So, yeah, okay, he's, he's did some, he's done some solid ones. Yes, and we'll see him three more times because we still have Right on Track, Tiger Cruise, and Now You See It. Gotcha. So we're we're almost through with his decom filmography, but not quite. Um, as far as our cast goes, we have Poppy Monroe as Heather Burge, Annie McElwin as Heidi Burge, Teal Redman as Nikki Williams. She's our, I guess, antagonist in this movie? Yes, I guess you could, you could, you could, I would classify her as the antagonist. Yeah, we have Nick Searcy as Larry Burge, that's, that's the dad. We have, um, sorry, (laughs) Mackenzie Phillips as Mary Burge, who's the mom, so we got Larry and Mary. (laughs) Larry and Mary, and And then finally, honestly, as um, far as important characters go, we have Joey, I'm so sorry, I'm going to butcher your last name, Miyashima as Wendell Yoshida, a.k.a. the coach. Gotcha. All right, we do like the coach. Oh, wait, we do have one more. Chris Olivero as Kaylin Alderman, who, he's an interesting character because he's not 
really anyone's love interest, but he, like, kind of serves that role. Yes, he does. I feel like it, there's, like, a little bit with Heather, but not, like, really. Yeah, I'm... We'll, we'll get, yeah, let's get, we'll get into it. But yeah, Kate, do you have any history with this movie? I remember hearing about it. Like, it seemed really familiar, but I don't actually ever remember watching it. How about you? Yeah, I've never seen it either. I think I knew of it. I think I knew it was about actual women's basketball players, but that's it. Um, Also, I didn't know it was a period piece, because that's right, listeners, this movie takes place in the 80s. Yes. Which, it's like the 80s, but it feels a little bit just like the 90s slash early 2000s, really. Yeah, I felt, I got that same vibe, too. Like, it was technically a period piece, and they were, it, where it took place in 1985. Five. Yeah. But I really felt like they were like, meh, we're just gonna move it up, like, 15 years and that Everything is technically period correct as far as I know, but they just kept it very, I'd say kind of more neutral with like hairstyles and stuff and outfits and just making it like relatively, again, relatively early 2000s vibes, even though it was 80s. Yeah. So also technically this is our second decom period piece following The Color of Friendship. Yes, that's true. I didn't think about that. And this is our third decom based on a true story following Color of Friendship and Miracle on Lane 2. Oh, sweet. I do like both. Yeah, of, I feel like they do a good job with the period pieces and the um, based on true story. Yeah, it's interesting because we don't get a lot of those, especially not. I just, Honestly, I feel like after 2005, maybe 2005, we just they stopped doing that. <laughs> Yeah, they really did, but I feel like the ones that they've done, at least so far, they've done a pretty good job with. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, so um, I, I knew of it, never saw it till now. But in that case, Kate, you ready to finally get into this plot? I'm ready to get into it. <laughs> All right, let's talk sports ball. <laughs> so the movie opens. We get a nice intro with our title, Double Team. And we learn right off the bat, we are in 1985, California. And we are very quickly introduced to our two main characters, Heather and Heidi. They are identical twins, even though the actress is playing them don't really look identical at all. <laughs> they don't look like I. They don't look identical. I did think that they were. I honestly thought they were fraternal twins, or at least sisters. But like, turns out in real life, they are not related. So, but they don't look identical. Yeah, not at all. Um. Anyway. But anyway, we're introduced to Heather and Heidi, and Heather is really into athleticism. She's really into, she's working out, she's doing, like, jump rope and, like, push-ups and stuff, or at, like, six in the morning. But also, I want to point out, she's doing this with her hair down. Yeah. Like, I don't think, normally you don't work out with your hair down. Yeah. She's, uh... They, it, it kind of reminded me of in Camp Rock when Mitchie wakes up in the morning and the very first scene and she, like, already has her makeup done. Kind of this unrealistic morning opening, but all right. Yeah, so she's doing 
workout. She's working out, but it's, but apparently she's working out so hard that like things in the house are physically shaking, which is like okay, dang. She's going for it. She's going for it. Meanwhile, her identical twin sister Heidi is sleeping in because it's Saturday morning. You know, that's for sleeping in. You don't get up early on Saturday morning. But apparently, they are volleyball players. Yeah, they are volleyball players, and they have volleyball practice, even though it's A, Saturday, and B, apparently not at their school. Yeah. Um, which I guess they're doing some kind of club team or something. I don't know. It was kind of weird, but whatever. Maybe. But anyway, they both come downstairs and, oh no, they're wearing the exact same outfit. And then, of course, there's like that little twin moment of like, make her change, make her change. And the mom's sitting there like, y'all need to stop. I do want to say something, though. I think... And this is just, this is honestly how what I think TV just does to make sure you know that people are twins, is that they dress them, like, either identically or similarly. But I feel like all the twins I knew in life didn't do that. <laughs> That's interesting, because I think that, um, like, I grew up across the street from twins, and the, and their parents definitely did do that. But, like, one of them often got dressed in pink stuff, and then the other one often got dressed in blue stuff. Do you guys, my parents are actually in the room with me. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, yeah. So they had, like, the same outfit in different colors. It was interesting. But any, but I, as they got older, they became very, very different people who did not want to do that at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think that's just, like, movie shorthand of, like, these are twins. Yes, exactly. Especially in a movie where they're not actually twins playing twins. Yeah. But anyway, so one of them changes, and then they go to their, I guess, club sport volleyball practice. And um, as they're playing, it's very clear to see that Heather is a lot more into it than Heidi. Heidi's kind of like, I'm just here because Dad's making me be here. But, like, it's well, it's like she's not like she's doing horribly either. She's doing very well. It's just you can tell Heather's a lot more into this. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's like for Heidi, she thinks of it as like a hobby, whereas Heather, it's kind of her whole thing, you know, kind of who she is. And so, um, consequently, it's established very early on about this point in the movie that Heidi is kind of second best to Heather um, when it comes to volleyball and sports, but it also is evident that Heather's putting in a lot more effort into sports because she really defines herself through it. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, the girl's dad, who is still there, even though he was just supposed to be dropping them off. I don't know why he's still there. He talks to this random guy who I guess might be the coach. And he starts, he basically gets this idea in their dad's head that he needs to start getting them noticed by college scouts even though they're literally only now just starting their freshman year of high school but to be honestly i was so shocked that they were supposed to be freshmen in high school because they looked like on uh, at least 16 probably older oh <laughs> um i wrote this down later when we go to the high school but it literally looks like they're surrounded by elementary schoolers it literally does i do not know what age they were when they filmed this movie but I would be very surprised if they were 14. 
Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, um, basically their dad gets this idea that like the only way they're going to be able to afford college for both of them is if they get sports scholarships. But then he even explains to the guy, it's like, yeah, but their school is really pri- small and it's a private school. Recruiters don't come there. So then this guy basically says, well, then you better get them in a better school. And yeah, dad immediately decides, yeah, we're going to do that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And um, so he gets an idea, and then we cut to after the practice, and Heidi and Heather are riding along on the beach on what a tandem bicycle. Yes, and they're just chatting, you know, having like a good time on their tandem bike. But when they get home, their dad just kind of drops this news. Yeah, and first things first, we learn that school starts on Monday. Yes, so, like, this is the very end of summer. Like, literally, like, are you, I I don't know how school works, but, like, are you even allowed to do that at that point? Um, not, I mean, maybe, I don't know, and this is also, it's also important to note that this was before the time of school of choice. So, like, you were expected to live in the area that you went to public school, which is important, and we'll circle back to that later. Yeah. And so, yeah, Dad basically explains, okay, so I'm moving you to a new school literally three days before the school year starts, and Heidi is very, very viscerally upset about this because it's like, you're moving me away from my friends and my life just because of sports? And he's like, well, you know, you, the only way we're going to get you to college is if we, you know, get you scholarships and you need recruiters to do that. So Heidi just runs off really upset, like reasonably she should. Meanwhile, yeah. Heather's like, Heather's also crying, but she's like trying to put on more of a brave face because she's the more dedicated sports one. So she kind of understands the dad a bit more. But even then, she eventually runs off. And the. <clears throat> Oh, here we go with another decom dad. He's not really sure why the girls seem to be upset. Uh, he was an annoying character. He was. And but for every bad decom dad, there's a very, very good and understanding decom mom because she basically tells him they're mad because you're just ripping them away from everything they know because of something you were told today. And then he goes, I think this is when he tells us he, like, he could have been a big-time lawyer, but he decided not to because he wanted to spend time with his kids. But even then, it's like, dude, look what you're doing with your kids. Yeah, seriously. And I was also thinking, like, not not to perpetuate stereotypes in any way, but I was thinking, okay, but this dude, like, he's still a lawyer, it sounds like, which... Obviously, that doesn't mean he makes, like, a ton of money or anything like that. But I feel like, I don't know, I feel like they tried to make their situation a little bit financially tighter than it likely would have been for dramatic effect. I could be wrong, but anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Plus, we never learned if the mom even has a job. I don't think she does. Because it's 1985. That is true. There was a lot more stay-at-home wives at that point in history. Yeah. I, don't I know. mean, I think 
comparably. Do you feel like more, more women stayed at home in the 1980s more than they did now? Yeah. Okay. My parents say yeah. I mean, I mean, not as much as like the years before it, but still compared to today. Um. Anyway, so they have to go to this new school, and so, um. They're not happy about this. The first day school rolls around, and Heidi is, like, talking to her friend before school, like, in their front yard that we just never see again. And she's like, we're still going to, like, hang out after school, right? And and the, the friend's like, yeah, sure. And, like, we never pan back to this friend again. I don't even think she could get the name. Like, she literally is just there for that scene. I thought maybe they would, like, talk about... They felt disconnected from their former friends, or at least have, like, some sort of side plot, but no. It's just, it never comes up again. Nope. Oh, well. <laughs> but anyway, so they are taken to, oh, God, what is it? I should have written it down. Isn't it Las Verdes? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they are taken to Las Verdes High School, a home of the Sea Kings. That's their mascot. Um, and they get there, and they realize very quickly that this is a very, uh, this is a much more, uh, bougie school than what they went to before. Yes, it's in a very wealthy area, and it's important to note, too, that the dad is in two weeks to find a place in that area, because legally, at this point, you're supposed to, like, again, live in the area that you go to you send your kids to school and so he's given like two weeks to find a residency so as of right now they're commuting um and it's in a very wealthy area like everybody everybody be rich it looks like for the most part um so yeah. they have a lot of opportunity a lot of tax dollars yeah everyone be rich everyone also be like actually 12 because they walk into the school and they literally look like they're like 30-year-olds in, like, a kindergarten. Yeah, it, yeah. Like, I think one of them runs into, like, a little, literally a little boy, and the, they're, it's, yeah, it's weird. It, it, the, the casting here was a little bit off, but. Yeah. Also, like, as they're walking through the school, everyone is staring at them. Yeah, and, like, I get they're tall and they're twins, but, it, yeah. Okay. Like, like, this is just the movie Tall Girl before that movie existed. <laughs> I've actually never seen it, but I have heard a lot of things about Tall Girl. I haven't either. I just know, I just remember when the trailer came out, everyone memed it, because it was like, you think your life's hard? Try being a girl who has to wear, like, size 8 shoes. <laughs> Men's size 8 shoes. And I'm like, oh, no. Like, it's okay. Um... But, no, I, uh, yeah, I have to finally see that film at some point. I've heard so much about it. Um, but, yeah, everybody's staring at them, and at some point in the hallway, they kind of separate, and Heidi ends up helping this girl, God, what is her name? This um, poster, the drama club. Um, and then she's like, hey, I've always been, like, interested in drama. Um, and so she kind of starts to become involved in that. Meanwhile, um, I, Heather, think it's Zoe. I think it's Zoe. Okay. Zoe's the How? girl Heidi befriends. 
Yes. Okay. Thank you, because I could not remember her name. I feel like they like never mention her name. Maybe like once or twice. Once. But Heather, yeah. Uh, once being the athlete that she is, goes to work out. I assume this is like during free period or after school or something, and she tries to get some volleyballs from a big, um, like a big bucket or not bucket, like a some this big thing of volleyballs and she's taking it from like one gym to another gym because apparently they have multiple gyms which is fair I mean I guess my middle school had multiple gyms but she takes it to the other gym and she runs into the basketball practice and in a typical decon move she spills the volleyballs all over the place they go everywhere and as she's stooping down to pick them up, the basketball coach notices that she is tall. Wow. Oh, yes, she is tall. And he asks, do you play basketball? And she's like, no, nah, I play volleyball. He's like, well, volleyball season doesn't start till spring, so why not try being on the basketball team? Because this um, high school has a women's basketball team in 1985. Hey, we like some progressive progressive stuff going on i mean definitely but yeah it's really it's really interesting so meanwhile um hi heidi i believe is auditioning for the play um which i believe is this our first decom to feature drama club it might be this paved the way (laughs) it really does it does pave the way for what's to come Although, honestly, and I get this is based on a true story, and I don't know how much of it was actually taken from history, but, gosh, I am so upset with how they portray sports over theater in this. Yeah, we'll get to it. But, yeah, Heidi's auditioning for the play. They're doing The Wizard of Oz, and she's auditioning for The Tin Man. That's how you know it's real theater representation, because they have girls playing boys' parts. (laughs) Yes, honestly. Um, and she auditioned, and, okay, so I think, are we supposed to believe that Zoe's also a freshman? Because if so, why is she, like, the sole person running in the drama club? I don't know. Maybe they just don't have a lot of people in the drama club. Like, Maybe not. I, I don't I, know. They don't really specify who, like, much about Zoe other than she's rich and she's into theater. Yeah, really. Um, anyway, we cut to that night. Um, Heidi's talking on the phone to Zoe, who's invited her to a party on Friday night. Ooh. And so they, um, she has to get off the phone to go to dinner, and the parents are talking to both of the twins, and they're like, so what are you guys getting into? And Heidi's like, I'm getting into drama club and theater. And Heather's like, I think I might go out for basketball. And, of course, the dad is a lot more excited about basketball, even though Heather's nervous to tell him for whatever reason because it's not volleyball. But it's like... He's like, he's like, no, that's great. It will be great to help keep you in shape and everything for volleyball in the spring. Um, also, Heidi, the thing you want to do is really stupid. Yeah, pretty much. Like, he says, like, you should be in sports, not theater. Eh. Yeah. But for now, he puts up with it, although that does not last long. He pisses no, but... Me. Can I say that yeah. on the podcast? He ticks me off. I, he's a, he's not a good guy. He's not. But anyway, we don't have time for that, because it's time to go to the 
no. It's time for basketball practice, Heather's first basketball practice, and this is where we meet Nikki, who is the current star of the basketball team, and right away, she does not like Heather. Oh, yeah, no. She's, like, she's the typical bratty, like, I have to have everything, um my way i am the star of this team character and yeah and it doesn't help when heather is like apparently like naturally amazing at basketball despite having never played it before in her life yeah like they kind of try to make it realistic with a few um where she's like not amazing for like the first half of her first practice but then all of a sudden she is incredible yeah, no, she's amazing, and this gets Nikki to be all hate her even more because she doesn't want to lose her spot as the star. Um, but anyway, after practice, then we cut to the party, and um, can we talk about this party? There's literally people showing up in limousines and having their photos taken before they walk in. Yeah, it's really weird. They try to make it like like a party for of the stars or something, but it's for high schoolers. It's yeah, strange. and the house it's being thrown at is this huge, rich person house. It has an indoor pool, which I wrote in my notes, those things must be such a pain to keep, like, maintained. This is true, although honestly, if I had a pool, I'd prefer it to be indoors because then you're not draining it out all the time, like, draining it and then, uh, and then like, not refilling it, but yeah, I'm... Pools in general, like, I don't want to say they're a waste of money. I had one growing up, and I'm not against pools, but, man, they take a lot to maintain. Yeah, it's weird. Um, and at first I thought, wait, is this Zoe's house? Like, what kind of drama club party is this? Because this is not like the ones we went to. Oh, heck no. Nah. No. Nah. Those were just some dominoes in someone's basement. <laughs> uh, Pretty much. But no, it's not Zoe's house. We learned very quickly it's actually Nikki's house. Yes, and Nikki at first she sees Heidi and she's like, oh my gosh, Heather, like, why are you here? But Heidi's like, no, that's my twin sister. I'm Heidi. But yeah. right before that, Heidi kind of tells a little fib. Heidi, Heidi, I don't know if you know this or not this reference, but she pulls a Jan Brady when she's like, oh, yeah, I'm totally, like, in that old episode of Brady Bunch where she's like, I'm totally dating someone. His yeah. name is, and she does the thing where she looks around real quick, George yeah. Glass. Yes, that, it's exactly that. She's like, because I live in this really wealthy area, and she doesn't. Yeah, they're like, yeah, because she's trying to seem cool because she wants to fit in with the popular crowd. So she lies and says they live at, like, a beachfront property. But, like, they can't come over or anything right now because they're still moving in and they're setting everything up. But, you know, it's really cool and really expensive. So that actually kind of gets the whole family into some hot water later, but we'll get to it. For right now, we're just having fun at this party. woo Yes. And so... um party concludes and and we go oh. to the next practice i believe yes the next practice out the basketball court 
um, or, um, Nikki asks Heather, like, or says something to Heather, like, oh, so your sister got the address wrong. wrong. I looked it up, and it's, like, nothing to, like, there's no houses there. And Heather's like, yeah, she made a mistake. But Nikki, at this point, has figured out that this is fishy. And it's so weird, because they're they're making it out that, like, the, the twins are, like, so poor but it's like they're not poor they're honestly pretty middle class but i guess like at this school that is poor that's exactly it like they're honestly upper middle class i would say it's just that it's just based on like the area that they're living you know or the area that the school is where pretty much everybody is wealthy yeah um but anyway so this just adds to nikki's not liking them um, but then, um, we cut to after, I'm sorry, after practice, or after school the next day or something, um, Heidi's about to get into a convertible with Zoe and apparently the rest of the drama club, because they're gonna go practice their lines on a boat, because one of their, one of the kids' parents own a boat, and, you know, it's exactly where you want to rehearse your drama club. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, I don't, I cannot blame, um, if somebody has a nice boat. Yeah, but basically Heather confronts Heidi about the whole lying about their address thing, and Heidi's like, it means no big deal, it's fine. Um, but, and, you know, I think it's honestly kind of cool we're doing our own separate things now at this new school, because it's clear that Heidi's enjoying not being in Heather's shadow anymore, because, you know, she has her own thing now. Right, but that doesn't last long. No, because then Heidi goes home after, I guess, spending I don't know how many hours on a boat, and Dad informs her that he talked to the basketball coach and he's going to have Heidi try out for the team. And Heidi is not about this. No, not one bit. Because she has to quit the play in order to do it. And honestly, I totally understand how upset she is. I think that 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 was the wrong choice of the dad. And they honestly, even though they acknowledge that at the end of the movie, they're not... They're like, yeah, that was wrong of you, but it still worked out for the better. And I'm like, this dad needs to learn to just let his kids pursue what they want to pursue. But whatever. Yeah, yeah she, she's even like, but I'm in the play. I have a role. They need me. And he just goes, well, maybe in a year or two you'll have time for this. But right now you need to focus on sports because this is the most important year for recruiters. I'm like, they're literally freshmen. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And so she thinks that Heather has, like, put him up to it for some reason. Although, why would she do that? doesn't make much sense, but whatever. Yeah, so she gets mad at Heather. She just storms up to her room. So then cut to the next basketball practice. And Heidi is there now, and that makes Nikki even more mad. Yep, because she's like, dang, another person to steal the spotlight from me. But Heather and Heidi... Oh, no, go on. Okay, sorry. Meanwhile, while this is happening, uh, Galen, who is firstly a senior, secondly a boy, is, like, being interviewed, like, at the same time in the same gym, because apparently, like, a bunch of colleges want him, and he's gonna... He officially states he's gonna make a decision after the season, but I'm just like... Why are they interviewing him at the same time as a girls' team practice? 
Because it works for the plot. That's pretty much yeah. it. Yeah, because uh, uh, Heather needs to oogle over him. Yes. Yeah, so that's happening. And then as they start to practice, Heather and Heidi are not really happy with each other because Heather doesn't understand why Heidi is so ticked off, and they are not working well. No, they basically spend the whole practice kind of just, like, fighting with each other. Yeah, and the coach is not happy about it. Yeah, it's... I don't know. But eventually, um, at the end of the practice... Is this the one... Am I, like, jumping ahead a little bit? But was this the one where he he's like, well, well you guys better start, like, being a team because we have this thing at Christmas... No, not yet. Because, um, sorry, I'm not sure if anything major important happens after this, but um, we do yeah, get they're... the first, like, I guess, official game of the year, which is just a scrimmage against the girls. Okay. Because apparently, yeah, this is the red and black game. It's a very proud tradition at the school, because for some reason the school really values women's basketball in 1985. Which is good. Probably uncommon, although I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. so this is the black and red game. It's going to be how they determine who's actually going to be on the team, and I have to ask, how far in the school year are we? Honestly, I have no idea. (laughs) Because, like, apparently the the fall musical's been rehearsing for for a little bit now. But anyway, they're at the black and red game. Um, Heidi and Heather are, of course, on separate teams because... That would not be fair if they were on the same team for this, because they would decimate. Um, right. It's also where we learn before... Oh, I know what happened beforehand, is we cut to Nikki's house, and we learn her dad is just always going away on business trips. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, it's like this little scene where he's... Um, yeah. Where she's like, I have a game, remember I have a game, and he like gets into a limo, and he's like, I'll try to make it. And that's supposed to kind of be, like, why she's such a crappy person, which is kind of understandable, but I'm also, like, not enough of an excuse, girl, for some of your behavior. Like, mm-mm. Yeah, it's this thing I like to say, just because, like, having b- bad parents is not an excuse for you to be a bad person. Yes. But anyway, so that now we know why she's so mean. It's because her dad doesn't pay attention to her. And her mom just doesn't exist. Yeah, we don't. We have no idea. We have. We assume that she has a single dad because there's no mention of her mom. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so yeah, it's time for the red and black game. Heidi and Heather are on opposite teams, and they're like, Heidi's like really excited because she finally wants to be like the star for once and not in Heather's shadow. Uh, Nikki is just. Me, mad because throughout this whole game she's not passing to yeah this is the part where I whenever they're actually playing basketball it's like I don't know who's who until the end of the last Heather game because I, who knows yeah but she's not actually, either way Nikki doesn't want to pass yeah she's not actively passing any of her throws to her she's always just trying to go make it herself because she wants to still be the star and by the end the coach literally benches her because she's just being such a poor sport a poor uh, sportsman yeah. so then it gets to the final minutes of the game and Heather and Heidi are like you know they're right at each other 
this is Heidi's chance to beat Heather at something, and she doesn't make the basket. <laughs> no, Heather beats her, um, and even though it's really close, you can tell Heidi's super disappointed by this. Even though basketball was originally Heather's thing, she hates being in Heather's shadow, and she really wanted to not be, and so... She's super disappointed, and so she ends up uh, having this, like, just look of disappointment on her face in this following assembly when they're, like, apparently they just announce the team in front of everybody. Um, this is and, weird. Yeah, and it's like a whole, I don't know, it's almost like a spirit rally. And so... Yeah. Uh, Heidi is kind of, like, she gets her name called, and she goes up, but instead of being excited, she's just like, eh. And then they call Heather's name, and Heather is, like, super pumped, because, of course, Heather's, like, the star of the team right now. But in the meantime, Nikki has done some sketchy business. Yes, Nikki has snuck into the principal's office somehow, and she leaves a letter on his desk that just says, is it just one of those big manila envelopes? And it just says, confidential on yep. it. And then she gets back to the uh, assembly just in time for her name to get called. Because even though she's been, like, a poor sportsman this whole time, she still gets to be on the team. Yeah. So we then cut to the dad in the principal's office because apparently the confidential letter that Nikki sent the principal was informing them that they have not looked at all for a place in the district to live. Yeah, and the principal's like, yo, you can't do this. And the dad is like, uh, I'm sorry. And the principal's like, sorry doesn't cut it. You gotta move. And he's like, don't take out my mistakes on my daughters. And he's like, you have to win or break. And so, yeah, that's what that's what goes down. And then we get to another basketball practice. And at this point, it's basically the Heidi and Heather versus the rest of the team because no one on the team likes them now because – you lied to us. It's literally Camp Rock all over again. Yeah, it literally felt like the precursor to Camp Rock. I was thinking the same thing. It's like you lied to us about who, where you like who you are and where you come from, and it's like seriously. Yes, and so the team does not play well at all. And this is what I was talking about earlier. And yes. that right after, yeah, I just that one scene. There was no good like transition out of it or anything memorable that happened afterward but this time after a really crappy practice the um coach is like well you guys better straighten up or we can't go to this event like tournament we've been invited to in new york but you guys and then he pulls that like reverse psychology of like you wouldn't want to go anyway because we'd have to go to new york and everyone's like if we really want to go to new york and then they get their well. crap well, now, now, Kate, not just New York, New York at Christmas time. Oh, which but honestly, also, oh, sorry, I, get, you go on. I was going to say, I get the hype. It's, I've been to New York like several times, but I've never gone at Christmas and that's been on my bucket list. But anyway, <laughs> um, I went to New York once and it was in the summer. Well, well, one day we'll go, we'll go over the holidays. It's all good. We'll, 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 we'll be Eloise at Christmas time. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah. But also, this raises a good question. If they're a California team, why are they being invited to the other side of the country? 
I have no idea. That is a great question that I did not think about. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, they're like, no, no, we'll 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 work together. We promise. He's like, all right. Also, by the way, you're all gonna have to pay for a bit of this trip too. And of course, Nikki's like, well, that's no problem for most of us. Yeah. And the girls are like, yeah, no, we'll figure it out. And they do. Like, they do cut to this montage of them, like, working odd jobs. Like, they, they're cleaning, they're literally cleaning yachts at one point. Because, you know, I think it's the same little marina that they were at before on the tandem bike. It's just now they're um, offering to wash people's yachts. Yep. So, they have, like, wealthy clientele to make this work. Except, they're still 20 bucks short. So what are they going to do, Kate? They dance. They dance. We cut to the... Wait, they, we are never told what this place is. It's just this, like, I guess, boardwalk at night, but it's filled with, like, weird street performers. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it looks like an interesting scene. It is. And we see um, Heather and Heidi. They're wearing hats, and they got tap shoes on, and they are literally just tap dancing on the boardwalk for money. Yes, which, do they know how to properly tap dance? I don't really know. Couldn't really tell. I don't know. I guess the main spectacle is just like, look at these two tall twins doing stuff. <laughs> yes, and so they make enough money, cut to them in the airport. Um, Nikki and her friend go up to the clerk at the airport and get tickets, and they get first class, and... But there's, like, a sick lady in between Nikki and her friend and Heather and Heidi. And the sick lady, um, uh, Heather and Heidi kind of, like, try, like, she says it's just allergies, but Heather and Heidi try to make it sound like she's really contagious to freak Nikki out. Because um, they're all upset that, like, uh, Nikki's, like, rubbing her first class ticket in their faces. Yeah, so, like, hopefully you're not tapped by her. She's, like, really contagious, and Nikki's, like, whatever, but her friend's, like, uh, can I actually get switched to coach? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which and is then works on the friend. And then not. we cut to the, yeah. And then we got to the very last game of this whole tournament. Yep, and apparently they made it to the finals, but they lose in the finals. Yeah, because at the last minute, they get a little too excited and prematurely celebrate and somehow because of that the team the opposing team in the last two seconds gets a winning shot and they lose whoops yep so not great for them although the mvp award goes to heather because of course it does of course and then we cut to heidi just walking around new york in christmas time she i don't know if you know what what do you know what theater that would have been that she was like standing outside of I had no idea. I thought it was just okay. a Broadway theater, but I could be wrong. Either way, it's putting on the Nutcracker, because of course. And she's like, oh, and I'm like, oh, right, she was a theater nerd. <laughs> like, we we literally did just drop that plot line. Yep. And then she, like, runs into Zoe. Yeah, and Zoe explains, oh, well, my family comes to New York every Christmas. It's like, Okay. <laughs> Of course we, they do, Zoe. We do, you don't have to rub it in. She's like, you should see this while you're here. And she's like, no. Um, Heidi's like, no, my bus is about to leave. And so that's that. There, that really doesn't go anywhere other than she runs into Zoe. Yeah, the, I really, I, 
I have to assume the New York thing was a real thing, because otherwise I don't know why it was, like, in this movie, because it really didn't add up to much. Yeah, pretty much. But anyway, they come back to California. It's apparently Christmas Day at, like, 2 a.m. or whatever, or midnight, maybe. And everyone's getting off the plane, and everyone's families are there to greet them, except guess who's not there again? Nikki's dad. Sad. So she's just like sitting in a she's like sitting in the corner, sad. And Heather's like, we should go talk to her. And Heidi's like, what? <laughs> Heidi's like, not about that. She's but, like, apparently they know somehow that it was Nikki that ratted them out about their living situation. Oh, we never talked about the move. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. They eventually do move because now that they have extended war extended warrants. Your car's extended warranty. No. Um they have an extended timeline. They were able to move, but they moved to a really crappy apartment complex called well, it's supposed to be called like what, the Sunny Shore or something, but someone took the H off the sign so it looks like Sunny Sore. Yeah. And it's not great. It's actually while they're in there, um, yeah, wow, how did we complete? I thought, I don't know why I thought this was later. That's okay, I did too. I just skipped right over it. I swear, listeners, we'll get good at recapping eventually. When it's the ones that we know by heart, we'll be fine. Yeah, sometimes they just jump around so much, especially in this one where there's like stuff like they just go to New York. Um, but um, while they're unpacking, um, obviously Heather and Heidi are really upset because now we've moved away. And Dad's like, I don't understand, you know, I just, I'm looking out for their future, and this is where Mom finally gives it to him. It's like, can you stop thinking about their future for five seconds and be their dad in the present? Yeah. And so, we have, like, a woman power moment, and it makes the dad, like, reflect a little bit more. So then... Like, this is, I was gonna say, this is just, like, motocrossed, when the mom had to, like, slap some sense into the dad literally same kind of situation so cut back to where we actually were at in the plot back to christmas yes so nikki's like my dad's just like not present at anything and the um heidi and heather are like oh okay we're sorry for you and then they like invite them over invite nikki over to their apartment i guess yeah, which is interesting because, like, if I were if I were Nikki, I would have maybe invited them over to my place. Right. I know, but, but... Yeah. I guess the point was the parents being there and the parents being really present, but still, maybe the parents could have gone to Nikki's place. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know, but they invite her to their place for Christmas dinner at, like, 1 a.m., and she's like, you know what? I will. So they go to their little apartment, and Dad's making these, like, what is it, like, bean and cheese sandwiches? Yeah, these this really weird recipe that he has, and they're all having a good time, and they're starting to get along with Nikki, finally. And then after they eat, they go out to play some basketball, because of course they do. Even though it's, like, 3 a.m.? Yeah. But like, after playing basketball and bonding, who just so happens to walk in? It's that senior dude. The, not it's like Galen. Yes, Galen. I could not remember his name. Who apparently, apparently also lives here. And then it's just randomly up at like three in the morning. Because apparently he said like 
you got, like the noise out here was keeping me awake. Yeah. Which but... I think it's a really interesting that like the hotshot senior guy is living at this kind of crappy apartment place, actually. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he probably went, though, to, to the basketball pro- program for the same reason as Heather and Heidi. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, so he asked them how the tournament goes, and they said, well, we lost. And he just goes, yeah, I'm not shocked. You guys kind of suck. <laughs> yeah. And so he's like, y'all aren't playing enough as a team. And he's like, I can give you some pointers, to which they all, like, have a crush on him. And they're like, yeah, of course. And they, like, are really, they love him moving, like, physically putting his his hands on their shoulders and, like, moving them around the court to various positions. They think it's so funny and so I mean, and are just so invested. I mean, you were a 14, 14-year-old girl once. Is this not what you wanted from your crush? Honestly, okay, you're right, you're right. (laughs) That's all I want. You're like, I get it. I get it. Um, but yeah, Galen basically teaches them how to work more like a team, so now they are doing a lot better in their games. You know, Nikki's not, like, like trying to be the star 24-7 anymore. Heather and Heidi are, like, actually working together. It's going great. Until this one game in which the coach decides to have Heidi take point instead of Heather. <gasps> Oh no! Even the dad, and the dad is upset about this, and I'm like, let both of your girls shine. My goodness. Yeah, no, because he literally, he literally, when the coach says that Heidi's gonna take point, he literally gets out off the stands and goes right down to the court and right up into the coach's face. And I'm like, sir, you need to back up. Even the coach says that basically. He's like, yeah. no, I trust Heidi. You need to get out of my face. Yes. So, Heidi takes a free throw shot, and she misses, but she makes the second one. Yes. And then in the final minute, seconds of the game, she gets the winning shot. And, oh, my God, the crowd is cheering for her. Heidi, woo! And apparently this is all it takes for Heather to have a completely mental snap. Yeah. She just... (laughs) Yeah. She ain't happy. She's like, she should be happy because the team won, but because some of the the glory finally went to Heidi, she feels like she's just not doing good enough. And so she gets back from the game, and she decides to, like, obsessively practice basketball to the point that she completely sprains her ankle. (laughs) Yeah, because she's... she's with uh, Gail and and he's he even says it's literally been like two hours I think you need to like stop and she's like no I need to be better I need to get better and then she literally jumps for a shot and as she comes down she literally you see her land and her ankle just and I'm like oh yeah I don't know how they even managed to film that one no, but, like, she's just, all of a sudden, she's on the ground. She is in pain. She is crying. And uh, Mom sees this, because I guess she was, like, 
moving laundry or something, and she's like, oh my god. And this is the part where I'm, like, honestly kind of really sad for Heather, because, like, as she's crying in pain, she's not even crying that she's in pain, she's literally just going, Dad's gonna be so mad at me! And I'm like, dude, what? Yeah, toxic relationship with the dad a little bit. Like, he is a present parent, unlike Nikki, but... Mm, mm. So the dad sees this, though, and realizes he kind of messed up because he realizes that Heather's priorities are kind of in the wrong place. Like, he's been pushing her way too hard. And so she has to sit out the next game. She's, like, in her room right after this, and she has a talk with her mom about how, like, someone, she's like, I feel like Heidi's better than me. And the mom's like, you know, someone will always be better than you. You need to do things because you love it. And I'm like, y'all have been preaching at them. I mean, granted, most it was mostly the dad, but preaching at them that they needed to do this kind of stuff for scholarships and made Heidi quit theater, which she loved. But okay. Yeah. Yeah, we get a little insight to, like, apparently the mom was, like, a pro swimmer or something but then she she put it all away because she wanted to be a mom and i'm like i know it's the 80s but it's like you know women can do both yeah literally God, I women guess. can have families and careers they don't have to sacrifice for them truly just so frustrated so yeah. then cut to the game the next day or and then i don't know if it's the next day but whenever the next game is Heather has to sit it out, but there are recruiters there for colleges. Of course there are. And of course. And so Heather is in her, um, is not geared up to go because she's on crutches and, and what have you. But then um, Heidi um, and the rest of the team start to play. And they aren't doing a great job at first. No, because the opposing teams learned their strategy, and it's literally just always pass it to the tall girl, so they're keeping, like, two defenders on her at all times. And it's not going well, because now, you know, Heidi can't get a throw-in or anything. But then, but then, um, uh, their dad walks in, and at first they're like, oh, of course he's with a recruiter, but then Nikki's like, that's not a recruiter. That's my dad. And Nikki's like, okay, I'm going to kick some butt. So. Yeah, this is this is her motivation to start doing amazing. And she does. Like, they get caught up, but then I think she's, like, coming down from a throw or something, and she, like, accidentally, like, rams her arm into, like, the pole of the hoop or something. And so it's like, oh, no, now she's injured, too. Yeah, but she is able to make some, uh, I think, a free throw after that. Um, and the game is almost tied, um, and they're in a really tight spot. And then Heather is like, be right back, coach. And, and I'm then, like, what? <laughs> like, Heather, bad move. And she literally changes into her uniform and decides to play. And I'm like, Heather... This is a bad. This is a bad uh, message to send the kids. Like I'm like you, your like your your ankle's literally broken. You should not be able to be walking at all right now. You should not. Yeah, 
And the fact that, like, even if you could tough it out, that you should for the sake of the team. I'm like, this is a bad message to send to kids. Um, but she does. Uh, she, like, the coach lets her join the team and the act of playing members. And she, um, I think she, yeah, she actually has to make a shot. She has to do a jump. But whatever, she makes it. And well, because she does. Which is, this is another really small thing that I didn't think was going to come back. Because Heidi does this thing where she, like, bounces on, like, her feet for, like, a few seconds before she does a throw. And, like, at first Heather thinks it's kind of dumb. But then in this final moment, in this final shot, she does it and makes it. Which I'm like, how are you doing that with a broken ankle? How are you doing any of this with a broken ankle? Yeah, seriously. It's ridiculous. But she- she makes the shot, and they win, because of course they're going to win. It's a decom. <laughs> yes. And then after, at the very end, they come out, and the coach says something about, like, you know, one day they're going to have a pro, or they think there's talks of a pro women's league of basketball. And he's like, you should get these girls in some camps this summer. And the dad's like, well, Heidi already has plans for this summer, referring to a theater camp that at some point Zoe mentioned because he feels bad that he didn't let her do theater, and he t- apologizes to her, and he tells her that it was wrong of him, and she's like, yeah, but it worked out for the best. Like, we're glad that you made me do basketball, and I'm like, it did, but this is not the right message that we're sending to children, or their parents. It's- it, yeah, it's really not. <laughs> it's like, uh, no. But anyway, yeah, he talked. The coach talks about there's possibly gonna be a pro women's league someday because apparently the when the WNBA wasn't a, wasn't established until nineteen like ninety seven. Really? At least I think that's what it is. I I, I checked before we started. Um. Yeah, I don't follow basketball very closely, so I really don't know. 1996. So, yeah. Okay, but still, so women, professional women's basketball is only two years older than I am. Let that sink in. Yeah, that's wild. I I did not even. Yeah. It's like, dang. (laughs) Okay. But, yeah. But then they're walking off into the sunset, but then. We're not done yet, Kate, because now I guess we're in, like, a flash-forward. Yeah. And I guess we see them now as adults in the WNBA. And one of them's on one team, one of them's on the other team, and they're ready to scrimmage as the ball goes up in the air. Which, by the way, a fun fact, Heidi and Heather never faced each other in the WNBA. They never did. Well... So that was a little exaggeration. But they did both go to the University of Virginia on basketball scholarships and went on to play professional. Um, But yeah, they never played each other, so that little scene at the end was a lie. But oh well. Anyway, that's double-teamed, everyone. So Kate, what did you think of it, and what's your rating? I actually really liked it for sports decom, and I think it might have been my favorite sports decom so far, so I I liked it. I mean, there were some very problematic things with, like, the dad, and again, I don't know how much of that was based on the actual real-life story behind it, 
But I like I again for the decoms, I think it might have been my favorite sports film. So for that reason, I'm gonna give it an eight and a half, which I know is pretty high, but again, out of the sports ones we've watched. I think they just do a really good job with the based on a true story movies. But how about you, Jake? Yeah, definitely. This was pretty good. Um, I mean, granted, I'm not as much into sports as like other people. Right. And I mean, like, honestly, this movie, once again, because it was based on a true story, you know, they had a lot more to work with. But I don't know. I think it was pretty well done. Like I said, I'm not sure what exactly all got pulled from real life and what didn't. And the dad was just a real big stinker in this one. But honestly, I, I enjoyed it for what it was, you know. It wasn't the worst thing. also wasn't my favorite. Um, that being said, I think I'm just going to be – I'm going to be pretty neutral. I think I'm just going to give this one a seven, just a okay. straight seven. That's fair. But anyway, Kate, now that we've finished Double Team – are you ready to know what we're going to watch next episode? I am. Okay, I know you've been very excited for this one, and I think this is going to be our first real one where we are going to know it. Because join us next episode when we discuss the 2002 Hilary Duff, Christy Carlson Romano classic, Cadet Kelly. I'm so ready. I love this movie. Yes, that's right, everyone. We are talking Cadet Kelly next episode, which honestly I feel like really is the first of our generation. Like, we know this one. We love this one. Yes. Hilary Duff, Christy Carlson Romano, they gave it. They brought it. They it gave us that happened. performance. They really did. So, yes, join us next episode for Cadet Kelly. But until then, Kate, since we've now reached the end of the episode, where can our lovely, lovely listeners find you on social media? You can find me at social me- on social media at KateVRandom on Twitter and at KVRandom on Instagram. How about you, Jake? Well, our listeners can find me on social media on Twitter at JakeBlue98. You can find me on Instagram at JakeBlueArt. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at T-S-O-S-N podcast. And you can follow us on Instagram at somethingnewpod. Um, we also have an email if you want to use that. Our email is startofsomethingnewpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and also, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a rating and a review. And if you do, we'll read that review live on the show. And finally, this podcast is distributed on Anchor, which is a podcasting app in which you can create and distribute podcasts like the very one you're listening to right now. And if you're listening to this on Anchor, you can leave us a voice message. And if you do that, we'll listen to it live on the show as well. But anyway, Kate, I think that's going to wrap it up for us this episode. So everyone, join us next time where we get to dive into the wonderful classic decom of Cadet Kelly. See you then. See ya.